morning, everyone. Uh, I don't know if morning where you are, but it is now when we're recording this. Uh, my name is Austin Jancy. Welcome to, and when I say I mean. And this is Adrian Jancy. Yes, we literally are up early for this. Well, it's up early for me on a Saturday morning, so I just finished my breakfast. 8 o'clock is a beautiful time of the day. Um, so... I was, I was thinking about what we were going to talk about, and I don't think it's... If people don't believe us that we're not grumpy old grandpas uh, from the last <laughs> episode, this is, not, this is not the topic to convince them otherwise, because uh, we're going to be talking about uh, narrative structures in new media. Uh, wow. Okay. Time out. Time out. Can we change that so that we're not going to name the title of this narrative structures in new that, media? That is what we're talking about, though. Yeah, but that's not very grabby. You gotta grab people's attention. What? Oh, why Stranger Things sucks? Something like that. N- no, more like, more like, is Stranger Things good for our society or something like that? Wow. That's, Anyways, that's not focused at all. Doesn't uh, matter. Can, well, I I understand, but you gotta grab people's attention, and then you can talk about Fine. the boring stuff. I don't know. I feel like if you know us. And you're, and what like we're planning to do with this? You should be prepared for the boring stuff just right out of the I gate. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. I mostly wanted to complain about Stranger Things too because I thought it was bad, but apparently that this isn't the time or place for that. So we're going to talk about uh, its narrative structure and if that it's indicative of trends uh, and if those trends are good. Um, so basically, if you're if you're unfamiliar with Stranger Things, welcome. Uh, it's 2017. Um, <laughs> Stranger Things is a, I think the first season was a ten part, eight, eight or eight episodes, some amount of episodes that basically all follow one right into another uh, for like 13 hours of unbroken movie as the article that we're talking about calls it. Um, Strange Thing 2 happens about a year after the first one, and it's the same structure. It's, I know for sure this one is not. Okay, nine episodes? I don't know for sure it turns yeah. out. Nine episodes nine all hours. back-to-back. Nine episodes. And they're all about 40 to 55 minutes long. But they're, they're pretty well unbroken, and people do watch them in... Just nine-hour marathons. So, the article that we are nominally talking about says this is the this is the future for narrative form. Uh, Just these these eight-hour movies um, is something that Netflix allows us to do that other things haven't allowed us to do before, and that's going to be the new wave of narrative, and it's great. And it's great. Um, and I right. think I think we disagree. Yeah. So I was I was actually how we kind of got this topic, um, which I think we might have come to this topic anyways, even if I wouldn't have had this lunch conversation. But um, the other day at lunch at work, I was talking to people about Stranger Things, and I was complaining, not necessarily again about the topic, but but just the way that it's presented. Um, so I was watching it with my roommates and we, 
it was hard enough to find a time that all four of us could watch it. Anyways, this is this is counter to what I'm talking about. But there, we would get to an end of the episode, and of course, like it's like it's a suspenseful thing. So you have this big cliffhanger at the end of an episode, and the episode ends, and I'm just like freaking out because there's this huge cliffhanger, ready to just like throw my phone at the TV. Um, and then the little button on the bottom right-hand corner is just like, oh, wait five seconds for the next episode. And I was like, okay, great. Like, I don't have to, like, wait. I can just watch the next episode. And so after my initial, like, calming down, my next thought was, this is garbage. Um, like, basically, they, the format of this TV show has rendered that entire cliffhanger useless. Mm -hmm. Um... All, all the work and all of the suspense building up to this moment is now completely lost by the fact that I can just watch and get the, the instant knowledge of what is going to happen. Um, and, so, and so I was arguing um, at my lunch table that this does several things. I think the biggest thing... The idea of sitting down and watching nine hours straight of television... I don't think is okay, but I'm actually I'm actually less concerned about that fact than than like these other these next things. I it think is that unhealthy. It is unhealthy. Don't don't do it. Um, but the the things that I was more concerned about was like the first thing is like there's no room for for like critical thinking um, in this media. Like okay, I I see this cliffhanger. All of a sudden, I get the answer. Like. There's no room and no reason for me to talk to my roommates and they say, hey, what's going to happen? Like, what's going on? Um, how, how is this going to be resolved? There's none of that, which I think is, I think is not good and uh, something that this, that mm-hmm. especially Stranger Things could really take a hold of. And then the other thing was um, not only within critical thinking within myself, but then creating a community outside of it. Um, as making the argument you think of TV shows like Lost or Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad. These are shows that people would go to work or go to wherever they are and talk about them during the day, during the week, waiting for the next episode to come out. Just to be clear, um, you haven't seen any of those. I've seen a few... Yes, I haven't seen any of those. But that doesn't matter. See, but that also builds to my point, right? Besides the fact that I like to quote TV shows and movies that I haven't seen, I am able to get into the culture of that show because that show has been ingrained into society mm-hmm. because of its format. I mean, I think that I think Stranger Things has done that less, right? I think there are people that haven't seen Stranger Things, and I don't think that they really know what's going on because it's it's not something that gets talked about. It's something that's big and hype for a small period like of time, a month or two. Right, right. Um, it's it's more again. It's more of like a movie than than a um, actual TV show. But yeah, but these those other shows that I haven't seen create this cultural. I don't even know community almost um, that you get while you're waiting for the next episode the next week. Yeah. So getting to your first point, I was thinking about. I love something, uh, a YouTube channel that is no longer producing content, which makes me very sad, called PBS Idea Channel. So I I was watching some of their videos in preparation for this. Um, and they're talking about how Netflix, because you can 
go back and watch previous episodes, it lends itself to a more serialized type of narrative. So I was thinking about that. And mm-hmm. like, also another bias that I have, I love novels. I think they're perfect. Um, I think novels, by the way, I think novels add an interesting twist to this conversation, but maybe we'll get to that a little later. I think they're perfect. Um, so if when the article said, when it, they compared the engrossment you feel watching Stranger Things to a novel, I was outraged. I, I was like, this, this is this is not like Stranger Things. Have you read any good novels? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, where am I going? Yes, yeah, prediction. I think is that's mm-hmm. something you learn in in my what we call language arts. I don't know if it's still called that in elementary schools. Prediction yeah. is something that we learn. It's a skill we practice. Um, which I apparently I was I was too much of a smart aleck in school. Shockingly, <laughs> if yeah, um, no there was there. one time we were trying to predict uh, things about the Scarlet Letter, and uh, we read the first chapter, and then our teacher said, "Oh, who do you think is Pearl's father?" If you don't know anything about the Scarlet Letter, don't worry about it. I, yeah. So I said, um, I forget his name now, but the, the minister, I was like, that's got to be him. He's a male character. He's named in the first chapter, and he's on the cover. Like, it's not going to be anyone else, which is, like, that's not a great way to predict things. But, where I'm going but it's not this, a bad thing either. You can't have prediction unless you have stereotype storytelling. Um and I don't think Netflix Netflix made it easier, I think, but TV was going to serial stories before Netflix was a streaming service. What's the, what is serialized storytelling as opposed to something else? So, um, so I don't want, I don't watch a lot of sitcoms, um, that have, I'm in the office, but the office doesn't have the reset button. So I yes think, and no. I think of non-serial storytelling as the the reset button in a sitcom. Something happens. Like I think the Cosby Show is this way. So so non-serialized would be you can jump into any episode in any season mm-hmm. and be able to watch it and fully understand what's happening, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a serialized uh, show, which is one that like if you jump in in the fourth season, you're gonna have no idea what's going on. Right. So, like, like Lost, if you start in the fourth season, they're time-traveling for some reason, and you're like, what? I thought this was about people stranded on a desert island. Why do they have guns? Why are they time-traveling? And so, you'd be completely lost because you need... You, know, you might be lost anyway, but you need those first three seasons to say, this is what's going on, this is who these characters are, this is how they all relate to each other. Um, right, so that's serialized. So I and think, so you were saying that you think you felt like television was going to serialize it, serialized anyways. Yeah. Without the help of Netflix. Yeah, I think HBO helps with that a lot mm-hmm. because all of theirs are, all their shows are serialized like that. Like The Sopranos is kind of a you know, renaissance for TV. Um, and then everyone wanted to be a show like The Sopranos. I don't know if that's true, but that's what it seems like. Um, that's fair. And also, w- weirdly, I think reality TV helps 
drive <laughs> serialization. Everyone, everyone thinks that reality TV is like this garbage stuff, but and some of it, some of it definitely is. Like, uh, there is non-serialized reality shows, like um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians or yeah. Duck Dynasty. But then there are serialized, there are serialized reality shows. Again, reality in quotes, um, like Survivor, or mm-hmm. uh, I don't even want to say The Apprentice, but The Apprentice, um, <laughs> where. Like, even though it's like, oh, this is all garbage fake, it's a much more complex narrative structure than a lot of television shows. But, like, Survivor is another show where, in real life, I would talk to people about, like, oh, what do you think is going to happen next? Right. And in a non-serialized story, you don't get what's going to happen next. Um, Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, you get that in novels. Um, You try to say, this is what's happened, and this is what I think is going to happen next. Right. And, yeah, in, in Stranger Things, I think you get so serialized, you lose that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I don't know, I'm having a couple of thoughts now. My my first thought I had was, like, maybe maybe it's not even... Maybe we're creating a new genre, genre of entertainment. Just mega-movies? Yeah, or, like, it's not... Yeah, like, mega-movies, where it's not, it's not necessarily... Because because if you think about it, if you try to look at a movie from this perspective, like, you're not really predicting anything. You have, like, maybe two hours. You're not talking to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk to people afterwards, obviously. Well, I shouldn't say obviously. That's why... Some people talk to people yeah. after movies. Um, and and so, like, we're, we're viewing this as a television show, um, but maybe it doesn't it doesn't even fit that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I think of, like, Daredevil is basically the same format. Mm-hmm. And I... There's... There are problems with Daredevil. I like Daredevil a lot, but it's hard to take things slow in something that's, in like, a mega movie. Right. You you can't end an episode on like a pensive note, um, because mm-hmm. then people won't keep watching it, and that's that's, that's true. the whole point. That apparently um, to get people to keep rolling into the next episode, so you lose a lot of what I think are powerful ways to end an episode. Um, like there's a, there's I love Lost too, so we're gonna talk about that a lot. Uh, there's an episode of Lost that ends. But everyone's like happy, and they're all like coupled up and sitting on the beach and playing guitar, and they're jolly. Um, and then this one character, they cut to him. I think this is how it happens. I forget. But um, hit like someone who he's close to had just died or something. So then the music shifts, and we're just left looking at this guy alone on the beach, and that's like. That's a, that's a great way to end the episode, I think. Right. But I'm not going to be like, wow, I need to immediately watch the next episode after that. That's just something you've got to sit with. And right. You don't sit with Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Not at all. Yeah, and and there's something... It, I think it even... I, th- I think that this gets to a larger, what I would say, problem 
with our society of, of just like the desire for for instant knowledge and instant gratification um there, there's no just sitting and waiting for it you know it's essentially or i think about it just like how we just google everything right we don't mm-hmm. actually sit and think about something for a little bit we remember were you at yeah uh, creation this summer we were when trying I to get like everybody? two people's ages but like it was like such a great experience like experiment to show that like, i think it was great so anyways we were sitting there and we were trying to guess this like famous person's age and instead of just having somebody google it i was like no everybody keep your phone in your pocket we're gonna try to figure this out and so like we actually narrowed it down like somebody had some kind of knowledge yeah somebody had some information that was able to point us to a different place or that somebody else knew or something like that we were able to get to where we were off by maybe a year or two on this person's age and so yeah sure it took us time but like Anyways, that's what I, like, I think that this is getting away from. It's getting away from this idea of let's think about things and actually figure them out as opposed to, oh, let's just Google it because somebody else has already done this or I don't need to predict the ending because I can literally just sit here for another four hours and find out what happens at Mm -hmm. the end. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think is a bad thing. Why do we think this is a bad thing? Why do we think that moving away from this is a bad thing? You and I, yeah. Um, I think I think it's lazy. Um, yeah, I think it's lazy, and that you it changes how you make things, and I in a way that I think makes them worse. Because um, hmm. yeah, you're not gonna you can't if your goal is just to get someone to watch the next episode. That's a completely different goal than telling a story, um, right. or saying, "Here's an idea. Let's let's like play with it in this fictional world." Like that's it's completely different to say, "I just want you to watch the next episode." Mm-hmm. And yeah, like like I said, I don't think you can get the same depth. I don't think you can get the same weight um, if that's your goal. Um, and I think, so, I, I think I don't like about TV shows is that there's lots of people involved. Um, but that's kind of unavoidable. Because uh, remember, I love novels and I think they're perfect. Uh, but that leads to, to a lot of like course correction uh, that happens over a series like over a, like a conventional TV show, um, like The Office, for example, totally changed it, its style between seasons one and two, or maybe two and three. Um, Lost in season three, everyone hated these two characters. So after the after the mid season finale, they just had an episode dedicated to killing them off. Um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a brutal. So, in Stranger Things, like if there's if there's something you like, but it's doing things that are not as good, you can't change that in the middle of a, a season. There's like, mm-hmm. the the responsiveness of the show is much slower than it would be for a a show that you're filming 
as you go. Right. Um, which, which could be good if the directors are great. Um, like, yeah, I I watched an interview with Damian Little Lost. The I don't one know of the he's he produced Lost and um, Prometheus, I think, and a show called The Leftovers. Anyway, he said, uh, people always ask him is there a plan the whole time and how much does the fan response change things? He said, mm-hmm. everyone wants the answers to be absolutely have a plan and yeah, absolutely fans change everything. But how can, there's a contradictory. Um, so right. I think if you have a great plan, do it. Um, if, if you have a great plan, that's better than fan feedback to me. But mm-hmm. if you are not sure where you're going, it's, I think it's better to have more people saying, you know, if you have like a huge weight of people saying, this is how things should change to make it better. Um, I think that's something you should do. And you can't do that with Stranger Things. And I, I don't think they had a plan for season two. Well, they had a plan, it just wasn't as good a plan. Or, well, yeah. I'm trying to get my criticisms of Stranger Yeah, I know. We, we're going to do that later. Or you can't get your criticisms right okay. now. Um, so one thing that I thought was interesting... So I actually listened to one of the PBS Idea Channel videos that Austin sent me. Which Shocking. I know. Actually, I listened to both of them. But the oh. one I was going to reference was um, the one where he's talking about how it is like the defining media... media mm of our age um comparing it to like russian novels in the late uh, 19th, in the 19th century blasphemy by the way <laughs> i know i saw that i was like oh austin i can't believe you didn't stop watching these right now um and like epic poetry in like Greek. the time of the the greeks um so anyways i was just wondering i, I thought that was a bit of a stretch um i mean but i think his point was to just kind of make the statement um it didn't seem like um whether or not he i don't know he probably believes it but i think his goal was more of just like i'm gonna say this um and get it out there yeah um i i don't but I thought it was interesting, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. got me thinking, is it the defining media? Um, is it the way that we're going to tell stories? Um, I don't I don't know. I think that in some ways it's true because I think that's how most people consume mm-hmm. stories now. Um, what I'm what I'm not sure and and maybe it's okay if I just think it's a bad if it's bad. But going back to kind of what you're saying, I don't think that that way is the best way to tell a story. But then I think again back to novels, right? Like, mm-hmm. like how is how is like you could sit down and read a novel in eight, nine out, nine thirteen hours, Depends just on the sitting, novel. just sit there, right? But like you could just sit there and read and get to the end, potentially make no predictions. Um, even though you're probably making predictions as you go in your head, but like, how is that really any different than what Stranger Things is doing right now? 
I'm glad you asked because I have a lot of thoughts about that. So, uh, first off, I think it's harder to watch, it's harder to read 13 hours of a novel than it is to watch 13 hours of a TV show. And I think that's because they're fundamentally different to media. A book demands a lot more of you than a TV show because you have to you have to focus on what the words are and then like build up the world in your own mind. Um, right. And a lot, like a lot of that comes from what you've already experienced. But Stranger Things, it's much easier just to sit there and just have it wash over you. You like if you've, I'm sure if uh, people have had assigned readings for school, it's not possible to have a novel wash over you. Um, mm-hmm. And the closest you get to, like, just cruising with a novel is when you're so engaged you can't stop. Um, but as I've mentioned with Thirty Rock, it's very possible to just be around for five seasons of a show and not really get anything out of it, not think about it at all. Just it was there. I saw it. Eh, but I don't like. I don't think that's possible for a novel because you can't you can't be disengaged from a novel and get anything out of it. You can right. be disengaged with a TV show and still kind of see what's going on. Right. Um, and I guess uh, you can read lazily as well as watching lazily. Like you can just read without making predictions at all. But I think it because it's harder. You and you you're not going to read like you're never going to read War and Peace in one sitting. Mm-hmm. I love War and Peace, and I'm never going to read it in one sitting because. It would take a day or so, like a couple days, and it would be impossible just to to right. keep everything together. Um, so I think that lends itself to like having a middle, um, mm-hmm. where you you step away from it, and if it's good enough, it's going to be in your mind, and you're going to be thinking like, uh, I wonder what Natasha is going to do next. It, you know, I wonder what Andre is going to do. I wonder what Pierre is going to do. Um, mm-hmm. Is Anatole, ugh, what's he doing? So if if something is, if a novel is good enough, it's complex enough that you have to step away from it for a time just because it takes a lot of effort to read things well. Um, it doesn't take a lot of effort to watch a, t- uh, a TV show. And they're not as long. Um, right. You're, you're not, you can't, okay, Someone might prove me wrong, but you're not going to be able to have a 40-hour Stranger Things. Um, that's just... Because you can't have no middle in something that's that long. And I, I think Stranger Things is a show that has no middle. There's no time where you're... You've got... Aristotle talks about the, the structure of something yeah. having a, a beginning, middle, and end, and there's a, there's a different PBS Idea channel where he says, why do things have middle? And I think you have a middle so you can kind of get to know the characters better and see where they're going, where they came from, and then get a better idea of 
what the ending is going to be like. Um, the middle gives you that time to to be with the characters, be in the world, and really know what's going on. And yeah, I think in Stranger Things or in Daredevil, there's a few strong characters. And you can't have more than a few strong characters because you don't have, you can't afford to have the middle or the show loses its momentum. Um, they talk for the Marvel Netflix series is you hit the wall in like episode six or something, which is like the, the, the backstory episode. And everyone's like, oh, I get there and I can't keep watching, right? And that's, that's I think, is the problem with this mega movie type show. Mm-hmm. Once you have to slow down, you can't, you lose momentum and then people stop watching. That, and, and you actually, I would say you see that in season two of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. right? With, oh, I think episode, it's episode seven. Yeah, everyone hates it. Um, yeah, everybody hates that episode, but I loved it, right? I got to the end of that episode. Well, I'm going to try not to spoil anything. Um, but I got to the end of that episode and my roommates were like, that was terrible. Let's just like was, get back to the it story. It was like the only character growth episode. And that's what I was excited about. I was like, no, this has finally given us like character development. We finally understand like motives. Like it gives, it, it actually moves the story forward in a way that you don't actually understand because it's not, you know, as action packed as or or mm-hmm. with the characters that we love, you know, it's 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 very different. Um, but but yeah, you you have to have it, and and it's going to the, back to that idea of the middle, having the middle. I feel like in some ways you can, like, you could do it really well in a in a um, TV show like Stranger Things, ones that is kind of all this mega movie type thing. I it. Yes and no. Uh, maybe maybe for me it works because, um, yes, I, I want to see that, and I think it's going to add to the story. I mean, think about it. We, like, for instance, Stranger Things happens over maybe a week, not even, in, in show. Yeah. yeah, it's like three days. You have hour-long episodes, and at the end of the hour, you're supposed to continue, like, have you keep watching? So there's like no time for character development. How do we even know anything about these characters? Um, and so I think you could you could do more of that middle ground just because you know. But then you the episode you have too many episodes. Even more than ten episodes is almost too many for mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. this. You you get too many episodes and then you just lose you lose traction. Um, and so. To a, in in some sense, again, this is just classic Adrian as I'm coming up with my thoughts as I'm speaking. Um, in some sense, you can't really have a, a middle ground when you only have a few episodes, you know, seven to ten episodes. And you can't really have more episodes or else people won't be able to binge the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, too much of a and, flog. Right. And so, and so um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really work. Um, which is kind of sad, and which is, again, why I think that you probably go back to just releasing them every week, because mm-hmm. if you release them every week, um, it gives you, um, what was I going to say? It gives you time in between each episode, but then it also allows you to have more episodes. You can have, your story can go longer, which allow you to have those middle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those middle episodes in there. 
Right, so um, I'm going to compare it to Lost because I love Lost. Um, in Stranger Things Season 1, I don't know if there's any character growth. Uh, in Stranger Things Season 2, I'd say two, maybe three characters change. Um, and isn't that, isn't that kind of a lot of what storytelling is? It's, it's trying to, like, going back to our, our English classes, dynamic characters are the characters that you care about. And if right. you have no dynamic characters, oh, what do you have? Um, mm-hmm. so, and Lost, because there's so much more time, um, and there's time for things to develop, you can have there's like 20 dynamic characters in Lost. Like, everyone's a dynamic character. In right. War and Peace, everyone's a dynamic character, except for maybe, like, Dolokhov. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, be, because of its structure, you can't have as many dynamic characters in Stranger Things because you have to slow down and you can't slow down. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't allow the, the show to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think you even think about, I think about episodic episode or shows or ones that are self-contained, right? Why do those shows work? Yeah. Why do, why do sitcoms work? It's because it's based on the characters, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about, it's not about what's going on, you know, in the setting who really cares, right? Well, I mean, it matters, but like you, you care about the shows because you care about the characters. You don't care about the shows because you care about the story they're telling, um, and, and, and I think that shows that, and, and why do sitcoms last long, have more seasons than, mm-hmm. than these serialized shows? Because it's about the characters. It doesn't matter if the story ends or how the story progresses because you have the same characters, you just put them in new situations and then funny things are going to happen or whatever. Um, but I think that, that, that shows, even though it's kind of completely different than this, it shows like the important, the importantness, important Importantness, importance of characters and character development to a story. Mm-hmm. Um, it yes, you have to have you have to have the world and everything that you're in, but if you don't have characters, like it, you're just going to die off. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that we won't see too many seasons, more seasons of Stranger Things, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Can I make a? Can I say what I want to see happen in Stranger Things season three? Sure. Okay, great. I want to see nothing happen. I want to see no upside down. I don't want to see any monsters. I just want to see people thinking. Like I want to see Joyce treat Will as she does, just like obsessively trying to protect him, but there's nothing to protect him from, and that she mm-hmm. has to come to grips with that. Maybe she you know, has to let Will be a real person. Because Will is not a real person to me. Or, like, Eleven tries to just live a normal life. Um, and so you can have tension where it's like, oh, the upside down's coming, but then nothing nothing happens. I, right. I think that would, that would force a lot of these characters to do things that they've never done before in the show. But that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, because that would be... Oh, there's no upside down in this. There's no monsters. Well, There's no baseball well because, bats. Because it's too slow. It's, yeah. it's way too slow. There's no. There's no action. There's no. Because because I, and, see, and like, I think that goes. Hopper be paranoid 
and just start punching people out again like he does in season one. But nothing's wrong, and he like faces repercussions of just like his 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 only way to deal with conflict is guns and punch people in the face. Let's let's see right. some change for Hopper. He does change a little in season two, but um, but I think that goes back again to the difference between a TV show and a novel, right? A TV show, how do you grab people? You grab people by action, what we're mm-hmm. seeing, um, which in, it, in, in and of itself does not allow for um, character development because character development is boring. You're inside people's thoughts. like You're, you're seeing people's everyday actions because I think that changes, that, that determines, like, obviously, like, big stressful situations are going to change, but not, you don't change in that moment. Um, that's where you see the character change that has happened. Um, um, so, so with a novel, right? Okay, you just have you just have pages to work with, right? You have chapters to work with, um, and you're not going to lose people. You're not really going to lose people. Maybe you will, but like, there's a different expectation for a novel. Than exactly, for- exactly. So I can read a whole chapter or chapters about people's backstories so that I can learn, um, learn about why they're why they are where they are now. Um, and like, there's still actually action in those backstories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, but and other times there doesn't have to be. And so I think that that presents itself completely different to a television show. Um, although, I mean, Lost, Lost has a lot of backstories, right? They know, go back beautiful. and it essentially, almost every episode is that. And then you see how does that, again, haven't seen the show. And then you see how that <laughs> has affected... Um, where they are now on this stressful situation. And, yeah, it weighs and why in, they're it weighs in on what they're doing in the episode. Right. Um, it, it makes things that, more meaningful to me. Um, right, and I think that's a great way of, of telling a story, right? I've seen it's, it's, books again, now that are, have that law structure, and it's great. That's awesome. Again, it's character-driven, though, right? They're in a situation that is stressful and like exciting in its own. But what what drives the story forward? What drives that um, that that world forward is the characters in it mm-hmm. interacting and figuring out why those characters are doing what they're doing. Um, I think that's I think that's a better way of telling a story. Um, it, it 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 lends itself to a better story, a longer story, mm-hmm. a more a more personal story, right? Yep. Like like. Uh, wow, this Who do you is identify thing. with? Right, exactly. In Stranger Things, and and it's and it's not because they're dealing with monsters and things that don't exist, it's right? Because they're not you characters. Can, exactly, like you can you can interact and 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 parallel yourself with characters in fictional stories in places that don't even exist, which is mm-hmm. like the great thing about novels and, mm-hmm. and stories and movies and TV shows that do that. But if there's no characters to actually like say oh hey i understand that then you're not you can't engage right it's just like oh i just just watch something happen like i guess i've never been a mom um i don't think so i can't be but yeah i can't identify with joyce but maybe moms can um right but yeah everyone everyone seems like non-characters to me also game of thrones the tv show is fine but you don't get the you don't get the same amount of characterization as you do as you do in a book. Everyone to to have an audience follow Game of Thrones, you have to 
you don't have to, but they do make everyone kind of a caricature of themselves. There's like one aspect of them mm-hmm. that they do well in the show. But in Game of Thrones, everyone's multifaceted. And yeah. they they struggle with portraying that, I think. Um, and that, that's what makes that's what makes the books great is that right. you have these characters and you have feelings and thoughts about them and then something happens where you're like, wow, I didn't expect that. Or you learn something like Jamie to spoil Game of Thrones. Jamie is <laughs> like the most dynamic character in the entire the world because you go from hating him and him being just the absolute worst to being like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe he's one of the more heroic people in this world somehow. Um, yeah. Which Stranger Things can't, uh, maybe they could do that, but how? And it would right. take time. Yeah, and time is something that's against a show like that. Right, right. All right, so I'm looking at my clock here, and and we had decided before this to make sure that we don't talk forever, that we should start wrapping it up around the 40-minute mark, Um, which we're getting pretty close if we're not at it. Let's start wrapping up. Um, So how do we want to wrap this up? Uh, So is is it good or bad if... So is Stranger Things the future of storytelling, as the article says? Is that a good or bad thing, and why? I think I think it is going to be, at least for some time, the future of storytelling. I think that... Um, y- uh, yes and no. I, I don't think... I think with the... With the success that like Game of Thrones has had, um, there is still a little bit holding people back from just dumping everything. Um, but I mean, that's gonna it just has one season left. Um, who knows? They'll probably fail like four times before they find the next thing. Um, but but I do think that that we are going to move into a time where te- that is television, um, especially, well, serialized television. I think mm-hmm. the sitcoms will still say the same. I think that your crime television shows will still say the same. Oh, um, those are very non-serialized. That, oh, that's a, that's a perfect example of non-serial storytelling. Sorry. Right, right. So so those will stay the same. Your your sitcoms will stay the same. Um, but I think your, your serialized stories will be in the future um, coming out in this... Um, Stranger Things type way where you just dump everything out all all at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you you agree with that? Yeah, I yeah I think with the success Netflix has had with Stranger Things, it's gonna keep trying to do that. Um, yep. And to a lesser extent, it's Netflix or no, it's uh, Marvel series. They have that mm-hmm. same structure. It's been successful. So there's not any reason for them to change it. So I think we're going to keep seeing that. Um, especially no, agreed. as The Walking Dead goes away, as Game of Thrones goes away. Mm-hmm. 
so I assume the Walking Dead will end eventually, but it's, who knows? it's dying out. Yeah. There, it's, it doesn't have as big of a fandom as it as it mm-hmm. used to. So as those are kind of a big tentpole weekly shows that mm-hmm. still exist. And as I, Game of Thrones is ending this next season, Walking Dead should end sooner rather than later. Uh, as those go away, what's, yeah, what's going to be the the reason not to do that? And I don't think there will right. be. So right. they're going to keep coming out like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. What was your next question? Is it good? Uh, yeah, is that a good or bad thing and why? You go first. Uh, so, I think it's a bad thing. For all the reasons that I've said, uh, you, you get less emotional impact for the, the viewer because you can't have slow, boring emotions like uh, like grief or um, like pity. Um So you don't you don't see this this range of responses from your viewers. You get a less range from your characters because your characters have to be you you don't have time to develop your characters or many of your characters. Mm-hmm. So they have to be well defined before they get into the show. And look at Stranger Things. Every character is a character. Right. Except for like Steve of all people. Which is interesting. I so yeah, I love Steve was my favorite character in season two. Team um, Steve. And, like, Steve should not be your most dynamic character over a two-season arc. And he is. And that, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, by far. I, I, I think that is terrible. Because Steve is, like, a, a, like a B to C tier character in the show. Um, Easily. But he's my favorite character, and he shouldn't be. Um, and he's my favorite character because he does change. Because you do see he has struggles. He has mm-hmm. to come to grips with things. Um, and no one else does. Uh, Daredevil is the same way. You have Daredevil. He's the only character who really changes. In season two, you get some change from Foggy. But I don't like Foggy anyway. Um, but, like... In season two of Daredevil, you introduce Elektra, you introduce Punisher. And Matt's whole thing is, let's try to see if I can get them to change. And they don't. Um, because you you hit the wall if you try to give too much time to mm-hmm. seeing Elektra and Punisher go from these like deranged killers to just deranged people who beat people up but don't kill them. Um... So, yeah, I think you you lose a lot of how an audience can respond to something. Mm-hmm. You lose a lot of what characters can do in a show. And I should have a third thing uh, because three is how you round things out. Uh, yeah, you can't tell as complex of a story because it's very mm-hmm. constrained by time. You, you've, got, you've got six to ten hour episodes I feel like max that you can do before people check out. Yep. And that, that constrains a lot of what you can do in a story. 
Right, right. And it, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's mainly it. It, it. it doesn't it doesn't allow for a greater story. And then I I still go back to it doesn't allow for it it gets, keeps putting us in a mindset of just like I don't need to think. I can just take in information, um, which I think is just bad. Not only in entertainment and storytelling, but just outside of that in general. Mm. Um, and without getting too deep into the weeds or, I mean, you could even look back at our episode about social media, right? Um, if we're just consuming information and, and, and getting into the, getting into the, the mindset of that. I want somebody else to tell me what to think. I want somebody else to figure it out for me. I want somebody else to do these things. I think that's just, just bad across the board. Um, and bad for, yeah. Anyways, don't want to dive into that too deep, but I think that goes into a, a pretty scary and bad place if we're if we just are too set on wanting others. And I think that and and it maybe it seems like a big jump, but I don't think it's a big jump to say like this type of media and how we're getting it is is I don't even I don't, I don't know what the word is. Um, getting us into that cycle of just saying nope, I don't need to think about things. I can just kind of click on the next thing mm-hmm. and figure it out. It's a very non-demanding form of media. Right. And and then you don't have people sitting down here and asking if it's a good thing, right? You don't have pe- you just have people assuming that, "Oh yeah, Stranger Things 2 is great." Um and I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'd also I'd also I watched Thor. Right. I just watched Thor Ragnarok the other day and I would I think that's an interesting another topic to talk about. But I saw that too. We could actually. Wow, we could. I was yeah. gonna. Anyways, that's for another time. But I think that a lot of people think that that was great, and I spoiler alert think it was garbage. Um, it was fun. But yeah, that's part of the reason I think it was garbage. Um, but yeah, so going back to what we we're talking about, it, it gets away from in depth, deep stories. Um, it gets away from character development, which I would argue you can't even have a story without character development. Um, and which I guess you can have a story without character it's development. Just I just don't sword think it's a good story. story then. Um, right. Um, and uh, yeah, it gets it get, takes away from critical thinking, which I think is a bad a bad trend. Um, so. I guess how another question we can ask is how do you make it better? Is it possible? Could you go back to the? I mean, I honestly I just keep thinking about Lost because I think Lost is like again I haven't seen it, but like I think Lost is like the epitome of what you should be and maybe not like topic wise per se, but like Mm -hmm. that's what you should be striving for in a TV show, like the amount of engagement and characters. Yeah, a complex story that you're telling over how many seasons, lot, tons of characters with lots of character development. The ba- the show is basically literally about character development, which mm-hmm. I think is fantastic. And it's and it's a story that or a, a show that comes out every week, which creates a huge fandom about it, which brings people together. Everybody's talking about it. You're forcing yourself to think about it. Again, haven't seen it, but I love it for that sake. <laughs> and it, every time I think about it in that way, it's like, man, maybe I should watch it. I have, but now it's completely for the record. it's completely different now because I can sit down and watch every episode in a row if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But would 
so I guess my question is, would Stranger Things be better if they released every episode every week, one episode a week, or somebody even said what I was talking about is is release like in in blocks of four where you have like different parts where you have like four episodes four you ha- you can get more episodes you can have more character development maybe but you release it in blocks of four or something yeah like I thought that. about that but I think it would just it would exacerbate the problem because you still need each one to end strong mm-hmm. and so then you just have you have way more episodes that are ending or beginning uh, mm-hmm. when you break it up into small and small parts so and and I don't think it would be better if you released it as it is week by week um, it might be a little better you could be like what's up with Bob is he a plant from the government which I thought he was for a little bit um, I did too but then he turned out not to, he was just a plot device then um, right. so Yeah, I think it would be a little better, but I don't think it would be a lot better if you released it week by week, just because how it was built. Um, If you release it week by week with, like, four more episodes, uh, then I think it would be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Christopher Nolan, my favorite director... He is the most outspoken critic of Netflix that uh, we have. Uh, so I think if things change, you've got to have... Christopher Nolan is... He, he seems to be like an old, like, crotchety guy set in his ways in many ways. Uh, he doesn't have a, a smartphone. Um, but I think it takes dedication to, to form and format like he has to really get things changed. And you've got to do it at a high level. Like, no one's going to tell Christopher Nolan to, oh, you've got to start releasing things just on Netflix because everything he does would look terrible if it Mm -hmm. came out on my 13-inch computer. It would, like, it would... I I don't want to watch Dunkirk on my laptop. I want to watch Dunkirk on iMac. Yeah. Um, So... If things are going to change, we've got to take people being unsatisfied with unsatisfying stories and people right. dedicated to making things well. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. but I don't either. Um, if you're listening to this and you agree with us, then... I guess start complaining about bad storytelling. Or uh, uh. we could be the next Duffer Brothers. Just. The Duffer Brothers. I actually thought about that. I was like, anyways, maybe that's a different conversation. But We've got, um, yeah, a lot of things would have to change before we became movie producers. Right. But. We don't know anything about movies. We just like to talk about them. Um, but yeah, if you disagree with us, let us know. Um, I don't know if you'll convince us, but you could at least try. Um and I think I think too, like don't don't be satisfied, I think, with just like what you're getting. I think actually think about think about what you're watching or what you're looking at or reading even and say, like, is this actually engaging? Is this actually a good story? Um, figure out what you think makes a good story. Again, don't just listen to us because again it kind of 
in some way, we're just feeding the monster, right? We're just, Mm -hmm. now we're sitting here and telling you what to think. Um, But no, like, figure out what you like in a story. Um, I don't know, figure out if you actually, and and I think it's okay to like Stranger Things. I still like Stranger Things. Um, Even if I don't think, (laughs) even if I don't think it's necessarily the best way to do it, um, I still think it's, I still think it's pretty good. It's better than a lot of stuff that's out yeah. there right now. So, yeah. any other final it's, thoughts? Yeah, Austin? it's good. At, Stranger Things is good at what it does. Um, right. Good at getting people to sit down and watch eight hours of television. Uh, and I, it, you know, I respect that it's good at what it does. I just wish it was better, or it was doing mm-hmm. better things. Um, right. Those are my final thoughts. All right. Well, we're going to sign off then. We made it in under an hour, which was our goal. Um, but yeah, we might, I, I, depending on what happens, we might talk about Stranger Things here and just share our thoughts, but that might not actually get broadcasted. So maybe, but that who knows? could be a, a bonus. Yeah, just bonus stuff. We didn't bonus talk stuff. about it until right now. So, um, But anyways, yeah, let us know what you think um, about just... TV shows and, and storytelling because again we're talking about the new what was what was your title Austin at the beginning of this uh, narrative forms and new media yeah so that I, that's real that, exciting that is stuff what we're talking about if this was a college right. course that's what the name would be <laughs> yeah but we're a podcast not a college course um, anyway let's aspire to and maybe we'll talk about Thor Ragnarok <laughs> next week and figure out why I think it's terrible but okay. um. Anyways, for now, this is uh, Adrian and Austin signing off for, and when I say, I mean, Which we still see you guys next week. We haven't said that. No, we haven't, but that's okay. All right, see you guys.